I'm Tony. I'm Jake. And I'm Carl. And this is the Flawed Podcast. We are here and honored to be able to carry the perfect gospel from our flawed hands to yours. Well, this is episode two, homies with Carl and Jake. Why do we always, I feel like anytime we start, we're just unprepared for the intro. <laughs> Carl's dying. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. What did I do? <laughs> we're still teaching him how to use this mic. Hold up, is this <laughs> just... Hello. One of them doesn't work, huh? No, it's, it's on. We it's fixed working. it. Hello, I just bro. don't have it. Coming through oh. the monitors, but <laughs> looking stupid. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's do this. <laughs> All right, take us home. Um, well, we're just starting, so <laughs> that expression is irrelevant. Um, to, without further ado, uh, this is the second episode, and um, Jake and I uh, we met up earlier before the episode and kind of discussed some things. Um, but we think it's beneficial for this episode um, to kind of go along the the lines for people that have been involved in church um, and felt like the church body or the church community has hurt them, so therefore they've left, or um, even if they've never uh, stepped foot inside of the church, but yet people from inside the church hurt them, and so now they refuse to step foot inside of the church. So titling this episode, What is Church Hurt? Um, how to deal with church hurt? Um, or why did the church hurt me? Um, those are all solid questions, and um, I think it's... Uh, and just a disclaimer for this episode is Jake, Carl, and I, none of us, have notes prepared for this episode. None. Not a one. Um, and I think it's good for us to do that, especially for a topic like this, a topic this raw, a topic this um, real, is not to have something necessarily fully prepared, but just to be ourselves and show you how vulnerable we can be in this moment. Um, because with this, this is, this is a hefty topic for some people. Some people are genuinely... Um, distraught and hurt from people within the congregation of the body, right? And so we're taking, we want to take this serious. We want to take this so serious um, and not have prepped things to say, thinking that, oh, I'm just trying to throw more scripture your way. Like this is, we want to take your feelings into consideration um, or even on the back end of it, uh, those that are involved in church and not church hurt, we want to help prevent people from experiencing that kind of church hurt. So steps to take as a body of believers and also um, some understanding um, perceptions of why church hurt would have happened. Um, but as we hop into this, um, Carl's already yawning over here. Um, if we can just hop through and, and bounce around, uh, Jake, when you think of church hurt, um, what do you think the main cause of church hurt would be? Uh, I would, I mean, I feel like almost like a group thing. Like if you go to a church and, uh, the sermon doesn't really hit you, 
um, so you're like, oh, this isn't my church. Well, I guess it isn't. That's not really church hurt. Or if like you, you go to a church. It. Yeah, it's a form, I guess. But like if you go to a church and you see everyone has like a certain vibe to them, they talk a certain way, they look a certain way, there's cliques, um, but you, you feel like you don't fit in with that. Like you almost feel like you're shunned from it because you're not, you can't be a part of it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? No, it does, for sure. But yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Carl? No, I'm uh, <laughs> going to agree with that one, Jake. Um, I know uh, two of the people that were my neighbors uh, were in the area that I last lived. Um, I got to meet them. They were cool people, and they were no longer in um, attending church, but they told me that they had went to some of the churches in our area, to non-denominational churches and stuff, who follow the Bible, in case you're aware. But they brought up how they went to uh, to a number of churches and they were not a fan of the church because and these are several these are several churches like over five and they said they weren't a fan of any of the churches and i actually attended one of them but they didn't like them because um they said that it seemed clicky and they seen people pulling up in nice cars and these are not they weren't talking about the pastors they were just talking about the attendants the people you know the people that show up who are yeah coming to church for church. And so they were looking at people who were coming out of expensive cars and dressed up nice, and they took it as they're putting on a show for people. Yeah, it's like it looks very showy almost. And yeah. some, not all churches by any means. Yeah, yeah. But there are some where like I, I could see being of a newcomer. Or, and yeah. even, even from my perspective, and I think Jake and Carl could probably agree with this, um, I think even for me, like it's hard to... Uh, it's hard for me to go into. So if you're, if you're somebody that's been hurt by the church in that aspect of like walking in and it's become too showy and you're like, what's going on? It's more of a performance than it. It's a church service. Like I'm in the same boat with you here, right? Like I'm in the same boat with you. I think some churches are overperformed and less um, open to receiving the guidance of the Holy Spirit during their services. Um, but I think that's a westernized church thing too, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Like, I think it's funny because we, in the Americanized church, go to church one day a week for an hour and a half, and it's optional. Yep. <clears throat> like, that's not church. Like, you look in the original in the original church in Acts, like, that's not church. Church was constant, right? You were the church. Anywhere you went, you were the church, right? Obviously, there was a corporate gathering of believers, but... Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately that doesn't necessarily, um, the, the, you can't really, there's not much of a comparison between how we run church and the Americanized version compared to the original version. And so I'm in the same boat with you. And I think Carl and Jake would probably be in that same boat as well, that there is often too much of a showiness or a performance in a church. And so if that's one aspect of church hurt, like we get you and we want you to understand that performance is not what church is about. Right, performance is not it. Yeah, and I feel like it almost falls into all of it falls into like the the feeling of judgmentalness. Yeah, like the like the church is like a clicky thing. Yeah, you're getting judged. That's what they felt. Which yeah, and then yeah, so I feel like being judged, even if you have tattoos or you go to church with ripped jeans or then which, you don't fit into like whatever the we. This is what we talked about is like that whole clothing line that Jesus loves you co um, came out with, titled Church Hurt. Um, had like a list of quotes that people have said um, regarding like the church hurt. And one of them was something about tattoos, right? Yeah, I think tattoos, I think clothing was something to do with clothing. Maybe, maybe it was ripped jeans or something was just like, it wasn't your. And 
it, what it becomes, and this is uh, a good concept if you are unchurched or you, um, you don't, or maybe you heard by the church in this, in this aspect, you don't understand why people were the way they were. We're not, we're not vouching for the people in the church, right? Nine times out of 10, when somebody is hurt by the church, I am not going to agree with how the church handled it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, if it's because um, they were not as opening and welcome, welcoming to you, and they were clicky, I'm not going to take the church's side for that, right? Like, clearly the church was not having open arms for anybody. Um, if they were judgmental, then clearly they weren't having the loving characteristic of Jesus, right? And so, like, I'm not going to take their side and neglect your side. I want you to know that like us three, um, Jake, Carl, and I coming from the background of being in church and and currently involved in church, like we're not going to, just because we're in church, take the side of the church, right? We understand the church hurt is real. Um, And even as people that go to church, like if you're listening to this, these are some like, these are some core things to keep in mind as you're approaching new believers that enter the church building, right? Like, how do you handle relations or how, how do you handle relationships with um, new believers? You don't want to come across like uh, there's this, there's this thing that the church has is we, we have our uh, Christian lingo. <laughs> um, so like we'll say things like um, just for an example, when somebody prays or like a uh, hedge of protection over you or um, do even like the, the, when Jesus was like, this is my body, like they broke the bread and like, this is my body. Yeah. Christianese, like things that it's we understand symbolism, right? Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. symbolism. And to understand the symbolism is important, but like it's, you, you don't, you, you don't necessarily use all of that for an unbeliever or a new believer, right? Like you're not, Hey, welcome to the church. Let me go ahead and give you a dictionary of all these words that we yeah. use that don't make sense outside of this building. Like that's not how that works. Yeah. Not when you're you want to approach them with love. Right. And so like, um, I actually got a shirt from Jesus loves you co, um, out of that church hurt, um, series that they dropped, which said, I'm sorry if somebody misrepresented Jesus to you. Mm. And I think that like the church, the church does that too often. And I'm not sitting here wanting this episode to be like a church bash by any means. Um, but I think there are a lot of things that, that we, as the body of believers could do better. Yeah, I agree. Well, and like what's, uh, and this is from a biblical story. Jesus, there was um, a lady that was caught during. She was being adulterous. Yeah. How do you use that in a sentence? The, the, uh, yeah. She was an adulteress. She was an adulteress. She was caught during the act, brought to Jesus by the Pharisee, I believe, by a yeah. group of people, the, thrown at Jesus, and they're like, "Yo, judge this lady," basically. Facts. And Jesus said they were going to stone her because she was adulterous, and they. Jesus said, whoever hasn't sinned, go ahead and throw a stone, which to me is one of my favorite stories, primarily for the fact that she was a sinner. She was, should have been hurt by the law back in the day, but Jesus showed grace and love. And I think that's one thing maybe the church, not all churches do. They don't don't show grace. They don't show, not all churches. And I'm probably, I don't want to be, like you said, not bashing churches, but when you get a new person that's already hesitant, maybe going to church and then they go and then they're like, this is just a place full of rules and judgmental people. And yeah, yeah. I, so I can see kind of where the people are coming from when they're like church hurt. 
But to understand, like, and if you have been involved in church hurt, know that the people that are hurting you are just as flawed as you, right? Like, that you can't base the character of God upon the character of the individuals inside the church. Yeah, and I think uh, good. So that's kind of sort of what I was trying to say. Just not very articulated. <laughs> like yeah, so right. G- yeah, so like yeah. G- I think people group the church with Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah, which is not necessarily correct. I don't think. No. Because yeah, it, it, the church of a human hurt you so in a way, but Jesus is not, that's not that's not God. Yeah. If that no, makes sense. Not at all. So yeah, I think people group the church with God. And so when they get hurt, they're like, I'm done. Throwing yeah, in the towel, God. This is sure. a God thing. That's a good way of putting it. I like that. And even then though, like uh like on the topic of people being hurt by the church because of the judgmental characteristic that a lot of ch- the church body members hold, um, I think it's important to understand the the persona of Jesus in the aspect of his grace, right? Ooh, yeah. And that like we as a body of believers, we don't, we don't act, we're not active in our grace very often or very much. And so like, if you see somebody that in the church that comes in and they're broken and they're beaten up, dude, dude, they're there. Like they're there. Yeah. They are in the church because they, they, they want to see what's going on here. Right. They need help. And so for you to have this judgmental, clouded mind towards it is you neglecting the grace card that could be given. Um, And grace is where true love comes in. And so like if you and I, I, I need I need people to understand, too, is that um, too many churches are legalistic in the aspect of um, just like some of the stuff that the, the shirt said on the church hurt shirt is. Um, church hurt shirt. Say that five times fast. They barely say one. I know. Church, 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 church. See, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, that was not it. <laughs> but some of the things that they talked about on the church hurt shirt was um, as in like the tattoo or like the ripped jeans. And it's all a legalistic mindset saying that you have to do this or else you are apart from God. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an earthly checklist. Yeah. Of things yes. you if you don't hit these marks, you're you're not qualified. Yeah. Very true. Um I have something to add to that actually. Go ahead. Um, Would you go ahead? Yeah, I was listening to uh I was listening to a preacher that I follow and he was actually talking about tattoos. And it was cool to hear like um scripture behind that. I've heard some people try to go with, you know, they pick one side, another preacher picks another side, but it's very important to make sure that you're following scripture. For sure. Um, and not going off of your own emotions. And uh, I don't have any tattoos. I don't desire any tattoos. Um, but I think tattoos are cool. And, um, yeah, there's this very legalistic mindset, not with just tattoos, but there's some other things, too, within the body of Christ that you see somebody and you think they're not walking in the way that they should be walking, meaning living fully for Christ or fully surrendered. But I think it's... Uh, not true, because it says in yeah. the word that only Christ knows our heart. He's the only one that knows our heart, and so we don't even know our heart. <laughs> we don't even know our full hearts. And I feel like, and this is a huge blanket statement, huge broad thing. I think Christians are, again, not all, but we're very quick to judge. Like, we have this non-existing earthly checklist, and if we someone that we think might not, like Carl, like you're saying, 
visually we were like, man, these people probably aren't following God and we're quick to judge. Like Mm -hmm. they're probably doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like we got to pull the plank out of our own eye. You know what I mean? So I do. And yeah, I think there's just a lot of, I think we're quick to judge. Yeah, definitely. Again, huge blanket statement. But I can to boil all of it down though. I think what it comes to is that the church body is just full of pride. Oh goodness. Yes. Because to say that, Oh, because and disclaimer, Jake and I are tatted up. So, if, like this Carl's, tattoos, Carl. I we, I do not care. Tony's got a full sleeve. I'm working on a sleeve. Tony has earrings. Yeah, I wear ripped skinny jeans. I wear hats to church sometimes. Carl has like, a ponytail thing. Here's the thing. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, Carl's rocking a mean mustache. I think for a for a. <laughs> We're going to leave that at that. Um, but I think for a, a person in the church congregation to look at somebody and be like, hey, um, Jake, you have a lot of tattoos. Um, you have a super thick beard. You kind of look sketchy. Um, you, um, there are just some things that throw me off about you. And I'm just curious, like, if you're following the Lord, Right. Um, and to say that you, because you have tattoos, because X, Y, and Z, because all of this, that you're automatically apart from the Lord, um, is to say that because you don't have any of those things that you have worked your way to get close to the Lord. And all that is, is a pride statement saying that I can do this. I can get closer to the Lord instead of saying that the Holy spirit has sanctified me enough that it wasn't just me but it was the Holy Spirit working through me that got me to the point of where I'm at today. Bingo. Right. And so even all of these, all of these individuals that walk into the church, right. Is that, um, they walk into the church and what they experience is they, they, they think because everybody is telling them that they have to do this, they have to do this, they have to do this, this legalistic mindset, then they're relying less on the Holy Spirit and more so on themselves. Does that make sense? Big time. Um, and so when you rely on yourself, unfortunately, you're going to fail. So I would stop while you can. All right. If you're listening to this podcast and you realize that you're just a prideful human being and you have been trying to do everything on your own, maybe take a step back and realize this is not possible on your own. Yeah. Not possible. What happens is there's salvation, the initial saving of the believer and immediately after salvation, immediately after salvation, sanctification starts taking place, mm-hmm. meaning the Holy Spirit dwells within you and the Holy Spirit makes you more like Jesus. And so it is nothing you can do on your own individually saying that you are better than somebody else. No, yeah. The Holy Spirit makes you better because you are in relation with him. Yeah, it's not based on how you look, how you dress, who you hang out with. Well, that yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, it's not based on if you have tattoos, how your hair looks, if you have long hair, how you dress. Like you said, it's, it's being walking with God, truly being sanctified and living the Christian life. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, to a point that you said, um, just this long list of stuff, legalistic. I talked a lot. I'm so sorry. No, you just said that. What Carl, is good to see you. Oh, good to see you too, brother. Thanks. Um, you know, in Philippians 2.13, um, sets forward as God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And Say that so, again. 
For Read it, it to me like I'm five. For it is God <laughs> who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. I actually went to a different uh, translation. and um, Because I said to do it like I'm five? Yes. So the reason I love that scripture is just because it points to the fact that you can't do it on your own. And yeah. it's God working in you. It's Christ working in you to make sure that you fulfill and work the, and do basically his good will and his good purpose. And so you can't do it alone. And it doesn't start out with you becoming free from something overnight. It's a journey. And so, yeah, when you come into church, people just want to come to church because come as you are. He tells yeah. us to come as we are. And so the last thing they need to hear is, you know, how they look, how they're yeah. presented. Here's how you're doing everything wrong. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. And so I totally agree with, you know, what Tony was saying, just this this long list of stuff that you're trying to get right. But the first thing you should be worried about is first just coming to God yeah, and let him do the rest. Um, and it will take things on your part, um, like giving your life to God. So for sure yeah dude that's solid um like a rock dude like the rock jesus amen <laughs> well peter was the rock that the church was forget about it <laughs> anywho um but yeah no uh so one thing that i did want to ask during this episode um so individually for us three um, and maybe this can make it like a more of like a personal level for those listening. And some of the stuff that we talked about in this episode, we, we already talked about really in the previous episode, the simple gospel, um, because like relating to the fact that even if any of us were in the garden in Adam, and Adam and Eve's position, um, Jake would be Adam. Apparently Carl would be Eve. He'd be Eve. <laughs> um, his face. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed this last week. Anywho, um, that like we would still fall, right? We would still fall because we're not perfect. There's nobody that can be in the position of Adam and Eve and not eat the fruit well, because we are fruit. fallen humanity. <laughs> we're not getting back into this. No, we are done. That took a. That, <laughs> I'm making a, me a smoothie if I have that. <laughs> You, you got to listen to the last podcast for why that's funny. Please, please. Um, <laughs> I'm done right there. That is it. Um, but one question I did want to ask, uh, if we can round it back. Jeez. Um, but one question I did want to ask is, so do you think that, like, individually for all three of us, like, personally, Jake, have you experienced something that you can consider church hurt? No, I know. That's why I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know if I have... I, I don't know if it's... Because... And this sounds like... I don't want to put myself on a... Oh, high and mighty. This dude's... What a saint. Not the case. But I feel like... No, I haven't. I don't know if it's because the people I hang out with generally go to church or are somehow involved in something. I don't, no, I haven't. I'm. I'm almost... 999,000% positive I've done it to people, though. Yeah. Oh, I have an issue kind of going with what Carl's saying with that verse, how you can't do it without God. I think sometimes I get too too hot. And Tony, you've probably seen it uh, yeah. at work. I get, I get too hot and bothered when I hear people saying something I don't think is biblically sound or goes against the Bible. Jake does this thing oh, where, man. like, I just want you to visualize it for me real quick. When I try Jake to show grace. Heated, Jay gets heated and he like disagrees with something. 
he'll do this whole like neck turn thing. It gets hot, and my neck feels like, like it needs he's to like pop. Popping his neck a little bit and just look for this move. Stretching it, and he is with the big breath you know, right there. You know that something's going down. So no, uh, I'm quick to judge. To Carl's now realizing. Oh, there are plenty of times that Jake's been heated at me. He's realizing That's it's crazy. a moment. That's cool, though. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> no, so I, I think I have, and I don't mean to. It's just, yeah, it's that thing where it's like you want to do it. You want to you wanna show grace and get God's word across, but sometimes your ego and your pride kind of gets in the way, and you want to do God's work on your way, if that makes sense. Yeah. You just get hot and bothered. So, no, I'm, I can't think of any ex- example of when I've experienced it, but I... Unfortunately, positive vibes on it to people. Yeah, but well, like even on that. So uh, on my personal Instagram account, I posted um, I posted something. It had to do with a political statement. Um, and if you want to read the actual thing, you can go read it yourself. Mm. Um, but I'm just going to read a part of it real quick. Um, it was originally about vaccination versus non-vaccination. and um, but It was good, thing, though. I, enjoy, I, I liked it a lot. One thing that I put on it was if you don't or if you want to get any point across, if you don't adjust your way of communicating it to a way of love, you will never sell your product ever. And so like us in the body of believers, like that, that's a universal statement. Like if you want to get any point across, um, coming at it in a judgmental spirit, coming at it, like if you want to reach the lost, coming at them and telling them they're going to go to hell and telling them that all of it, like nine times out of 10, it is not going to work. Like that's not happening. Obviously you look at the old Testament, Jonah with Nineveh, like he went up to Nineveh and was like, you guys are going to hell. Like, like repent. And they did. Right. But like that might've been the only instance <laughs> in history. Right. Like the story was yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, but, <laughs> but honestly, like nine times out of 10, that's not how it's going to happen. You're going to have to adjust your way of communicating things to a way of love if you want to get your point across. And so like, um, Jake, like I, I, I get you. I understand. I think there's a lot of times I get heated about things too. Like a couple of things that I've become passionate about recently. Um, and me and my best friend, we talk about this all the time is like how the local church should be ran. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that I think some of the local churches do that really grind my gears and I get heated. And if I don't adjust my way of viewing it to a way of love, like I'm in the wrong, like, because I have a problem with it. I'm the one with the problem. Right. And so like that's where the issue comes in. And so if we can, as a body of believers, know how to lovingly communicate, we'll be on the right track. But so, so sorry yeah. for that tangent. I liked it. Carl, did you have, have you experienced it? Church, um, I was church thinking church? when you were speaking, and I've always been pretty, um, I don't know, I get over things pretty quickly. Um, I forgive pretty easily. So that's not me being Does that mean funny. it's happened a lot? Uh, you know, that's a good question. No, so I was actually thinking while you were talking, um, like, I could say I've been a part of hurting people while being in the church. I've definitely done that. Um, And I don't mean being in a building. I mean, you know, to peers and friends and people that are not where I'm at spiritually. I've definitely hurt people. But being hurt by the church, 
Probably not. Um, I can't really think of any account. I know if it obviously was very significant, I would it would come to mind. Um, but yeah, so I've actually never dealt with church hurt, but I've seen many things in the church, and I've had friends who have dealt with things right next to me. So oh yeah, you know, I think that's big. Do you know someone member. that's been affected by the church in, <clears throat> yeah. in a negative way? I was like, I feel like all three of us probably have. Mm-hmm. Um, I know multiple people that have been affected by the church negatively, and it's sad because they just have this bitterness and hatred and it's, it's hear me out. The people that I know that have experienced church hurt, it seems to me that they don't just now, they don't now just have a bitterness towards the church, but they now have this overall bitter characteristic. True. And, um, and I think it shows that because you don't, involve yourself with biblical community um, and you're not reliant on the Holy Spirit anymore because you were hurt by the church, your characteristic will start to diminish and turn into something bitter and sour. And so... Um, Would you say that people who are new... So sorry for like, my watch going off like the entire episode. <laughs> Anywho. Would you, would you say people that are new to going to church... Um, that have been hurt or you have been going for a while and have been hurt should not stop going to church, but focus on the Bible and then continue church. Or what, what would steps be for you personally, if you were hurt by the church? Um, I think it would be to, um, reach out and communicate that. If you have, if you are listening to this and you have been hurt by the church, but you want that help, like reach out and be vulnerable with to, what you have to the church. You would to to somebody within mm. the church, um, somebody you trust, a trusted source within the church that you say, "Hey, like this is what I've experienced, and I want to be involved in biblical community again, but I've been hurt. Like, can you help me find my way back in this?" And I think from that perspective, if you're listening to this and you end up being on the other side of that equation and somebody comes to you and asks you that question and you are involved in the church, what I would encourage you to do is take them by the hand and walk them step by step through the process of recovery because it is emotionally damaging um, to go through hurt within the church Um, because a lot of people put the church on this pedestal And so when you're hurt by something like that, that you once viewed as so pure, so holy, so righteous, you then everything, everything else that was on a standard has now dropped a couple levels because at one point that church was your highest standard. You were like these people, the church is supposed to be top notch. And when that church hurt you, now everything else that was below that on a standard has dropped. And so it ruins your, like it emotionally damages you for a bit. Um, and so being able to take them and walk them through situations on how to heal, how to process, um, and how to love well, I think is definitely going to be, uh, like the first three steps in that. Um, obviously those were super broad and basic steps, but, um, like good. Just yeah, good starting point for sure. Some yeah. way. Um, do even us, like, I mean, I think we're all different and we would probably approach it differently to a point, but yeah. reach out to us. For sure. I I did not like that, Carl. I'll never do all. that again. 
I did. Not I will like never that. do that again. Anywho, I was partly joking, but I did need to say something. Did you um, rip his knee? Huh? Go ahead. <laughs> no. no, the way I opened my mouth to start speaking. <laughs> oh, it gross. was a very weird way to I do what I. Like it was a weird way to get everyone's attention. So, um, ours. Yeah, definitely. Do it again. I'm good on that one. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what Tony said, no, they were very good. Those are very wise and good instructions, and they're easy, and they're basic. Um, they do take something of you, though. It takes the choice and a decision because, um, you know, hurt is a very real thing, and you can be stuck in that mindset thinking you're the only one. But a lot of people have experienced hurt from all kinds. Yeah. I know for me, um, when dealing with hurt in general, even when I was a baby Christian, um, you know, turning to one person does help. Someone that's wise, Yeah, that's good. Because if you turn to someone that's unwise or someone that's, giving you worldly counsel or worldly advice, uh, you're going to be going backwards. And so um, I always I always sought sound wisdom from people that were older and mm. that were living right. And I can tell from their fruit, basically, what comes out of them. Love, joy, peace, and hope and all that. And um, But the other thing for me is I was big on just asking God, you know, because we can't do that. You don't have, whether you're a baby Christian or mature Christian, you can ask God, you know, like, Lord, I've been hurt by the church. Help me to navigate this. Yeah. And he'll do it. There's some people that don't ever ask that question. They don't go to church. And I know some people that not been in church in years because they're still hurt by the church. Yeah. So have they ever asked God that question? Or if they asked him and he answered, have they just chosen to not do anything about it? As in they've chosen to just stay in their own community. And the Lord doesn't desire that. So that's, that's something that we must all get past, like our own pride. Because after a while, if it's like, if it's been a long time, like you have to give that to God. Regardless if it's been a couple of months, a couple of days, or a couple of years, like you have to bring that to God. And he'll he'll know how to heal you, not the church. Um, it's gonna be through him. Yeah, that's good. Um and I feel like honestly, to put a bow on all of this is um one word that I think all three of us have mentioned um collectively is the word pride. And um if you've ever read, read C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity, um, he talks about in one of the chapters that the root of all sin is pride. Um, and so if you have experienced church hurt, if you have been a part of the church and caused somebody to hurt, um, all it like rounds off to is that we were prideful and we need help. Um, you think of any sin out there, it, it roots from pride. You think of um, lust, it roots from a prideful stance that you want to fulfill your fleshly desires, right? Or um, you think of an addiction to drugs or an alcohol abuse. It is a prideful desire saying that you want to fulfill your fleshly desires, Um in that way. And so the root of all sin is pride. And so knowing that uh, Jake just did his neck thing, I think he's angry. This guy's getting me frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I think, like, as the I did that and I was like, oh boy, I did it. <laughs> that was a frill neck pop, though. Okay. Um, but I think, like, if you, if you can understand the, the pride, and realizing that the church is not perfect um, because it's full of broken people, like, that is the answer, 
right? The church is not perfect because it's full of broken people. And so give grace where grace is due um, and love well. Men, is there anything else to say or do you maybe go ahead and wrap this up in prayer? You guys have anything? I already touched on this, but my last thing would be to remember that Jesus is not, Jesus is not the church, like the, the earthly church. Yeah. In the sense that, yeah, like what Tony's saying, the church is full and not all of, I mean, not purposefully by any means, I'm sure, but churches are full of pride and we, we as humans try to do the best we can, but we do fall short. Um, so I, I would say don't, don't, if a church hurts you, no, that's not, that's not Jesus's grace or Jesus's love. That's human, human flaw. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. That's well said. Thank yes, you, sir. sir. Very true. It's always humans. We're all human. How does God get anything done in the world? He uses humans. And yep. people, like people always complain about someone hurting them or, and then you, other people praise people helping them. But things get done by people. Um, it's through God and it's, he's the one doing it, but he uses people. The Bible was written by people, but it was through the Holy Spirit. Um, and I always like to think about that because I'm like, anything you want done, it's going to be done through people because God uses people. We're who he created for his perfect uh, will. That's all I have to say. Perfect. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up in prayer. Um, and then we will conclude. Um, God, I thank you for being present. I thank you for um, giving us the grace that we don't deserve, um, for placing the perfect doctrine, the perfect gospel in our hands as broken individuals, Lord, um, because your gospel is so unbreakable that you trust it in the hands of broken people. Lord, I ask that this podcast episode would reach people that experience the hurt from the church or deal with it on the other side and being the hurtful in the church. Lord, I ask that this would be an episode that is eye-opening, mind-opening, heart-opening, and let your Holy Spirit stir within these listeners something to produce fruit. Lord, I ask that this would not only impact those that listen, but each and every one of us behind this microphone. You are such a good and gracious Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, well, men, this, this is it. I lied. Can I say one more thing? Ugh, it's the same thing, but you said something and I was like, ah, oh, you should have yeah, worded it like that. Fine. I'm stealing your stuff. God is not the hurt in the church. Does that make sense? Yeah. Made way more sense in my head earlier. Yeah. yeah but I think, yeah, God is not the hurt in the church. If that makes sense. Yeah. What'd you say? Mike's Carl's off. talking. He's Carl even, said, "Go ahead." He said, "God said." He said, er, he yeah, said "Carl is not God." <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Too many words are being. <laughs> he said, "Jake, you said you look good." Is what he said. Tell Carl I said I appreciate him. That's definitely not what I said. <laughs> I had my mic turned off. Um, God is not a god of confusion. Yeah, I hold true. fast to that because that is biblical truth and says that he's not a liar and he's not a God that should lie nor son of man that should repent. So yeah. him that happening in the church is people. It's not God. Yep. Yup. Bingo. Well that was it. I have no more interruptions. That's it. We're done. Mike drop. We will see you guys next week. Later.